0: Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back to Five Ways Employees Drive Us Crazy and What to Do About It. Our fifth way is they just don't care. Do you really think that's the case? Would you care about someone or a company that did not care about you? Probably not. The days of just do what I say or you won't have a job are long gone and good riddance. People at all levels of the org chart expect more from their employers, including standing up for them. It's your job to get them to care. How do you do that? You treat them like humans. You are transparent with them, you are honest with them, and you provide them a boatload of feedback. According to a survey of 23,000 employees conducted by Harris Interactive, Only 37% of employees actually understood what their employer was trying to achieve. That just blows my mind. Literally sitting in an interview, nobody explains to the candidate or the employee for that matter what the company vision is, what the mission is, or what the company values are. And then we are confused why the employee doesn't know this. You should lead using not only your vision and your mission for the organization, but also the company values. I know I've mentioned the values quite a few times already. These are super important to be able to control people's behavior. We often think of vision, mission, and values as a marketing tool for customers, and we forget about this very important aspect of our organization called the employees. If you're Values have words like realistic, honest, and reliable, by the way, they're my company values, maybe even respect and transparency. You can use that terminology when you're hiring, all the way through promotions, those regular feedback sessions, counseling and discipline when necessary, and unfortunately, also with terminations. Remember in our session that I said I don't like performance reviews? It's because we forget about the behaviors. And nine times out of 10, people are calling me because somebody is behaving badly, not because they're performing badly. Performance is pretty easy to identify. Behavior is sometimes leaving us scratching our heads of what is acceptable at work and what is not. We need to make sure we have these company values. Furthermore, there's these two words that fit every budget. Thank you. It's completely free. Employees want, no scratch that, they demand appreciation and recognition from their managers and from the company as a whole. Now, don't go around just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. You need to be very specific. You need to be saying, Joe, Thank you for a job well done. The way you went above and beyond for XYZ customer on this date really meant a lot. I appreciate it. Very specific, fits every budget. Now let's talk about bad attitudes. We talked about rudeness and incivility, but just general bad attitudes. If you are not addressing this at work, trust me. Everybody knows. All the coworkers know. They know somebody has a bad attitude and they're getting away with it. And then they think, well, if they're getting away with it, I'm going to get away with it too. And then they do. So the tools to handle a bad attitude are as follows. Number one, be swift. Do not delay. If you see it or you hear about it, act on it immediately. And be straightforward. Call the person out on it once you've confirmed that it actually is factual. You can say something like, What you're doing is negative and unproductive. And what I need is exceptional quality among team members who value other team members. And then be very specific. Talk about the incident. Say something like, part of what we need in this role is someone with a can-do attitude as well as a willingness to hear feedback. This means I need you to be pleasant to coworkers, participate in meetings, Not roll your eyes or otherwise be dismissive when people talk and be open to discussing areas where I'd ask you to do something differently. And then outline the accountability. I want to be clear that this is important enough that without significant improvement in the next few days, by the way, immediately is okay, we are going to need to move you out of this role. Now, moving them out of the role might be moving them out of the company too. And then finally, act. Follow through. Terminate them if you need to. Other employees are going to see that and they're going to make sure that they don't act that way. They're not going to say, but, 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 so-and-so got away with it. You need to make sure any kind of rudeness, incivility, drama, gossip, and rumors is squashed. They have no business in business. So get rid of them fast. On the same note, make sure you allow all your employees to share their concerns so you've removed all the drama from the workplace you're holding people accountable now you need to be open-minded even though it's going to be time-consuming encourage your employees to share their frustrations and you have to let them know how they share their frustrations on social media is probably not appropriate it may be legal by the way but probably not appropriate But if you're not listening to them, they're going to get attention of somebody else that will listen to them. So this goes back to our first session of listening to people. Let them know that you're interested and concerned by listening and giving them the time, putting them on your calendar, doing the walk around, make sure they know that you care and that you want to hear from them. Another reason you want to allow employees to share their concerns is guess what? Managers and leaders don't have all the answers. So I ask you, how do your employees share their concerns? Do you really think they trust you? Do they come to you? Or do they run to HR or social media? Make sure that when people are coming to you, that you're standing up for them. Make sure that you're protecting your team, not covering up for them. That's two different things. Have you ever worked for somebody who defended you when you made a mistake or, for honest reasons, just performed badly on a task? Have you ever stood up for someone? Will you now? I love this quote by Karen Travis, who's an author. If we don't stand up for others, who will be left to stand up for us? When you stand up for your team, you show that you're on their side when they need help, and they're going to come to you instead of burying mistakes. This builds long-term loyalty, trust, that trust factor that we keep talking about. Credibility, your credibility, not the organization's, commitment to you and your team and positive morale on your team as a whole. And it gives people a confidence boost. It's pretty nice. I have two tips for you for standing up for your team. Tip number one, make sure that you stand up for everyone on your team not just the team members that you have a good connection with or who might be your favorite employees. And then tip number two, if you defend your people after they make a mistake or perform poorly, which you should be defending them, make sure that the employee does understand what they did wrong. And then there'll be a mutual commitment to not letting it happen again. You may need to sprinkle in there training and development. There may be documentation. There may even be improvement plans But make sure that you commit to not letting this happen again. Let's move on a little bit more to creating an accountability culture. We've talked about this a lot. Have you ever heard the model smart or smarter? They're smart goals. This is where you would be setting up your employees for success. Remember I mentioned I'm not a big fan of performance reviews. The reason I don't like performance reviews is they're usually this weird review format that has absolutely nothing to do with the job description or with the goals that the employee has moving forward. They're very generic. If you have job descriptions, which you should, and they should be updated every year, you could quickly just turn that job description into a review format. So for, let's just say there's 10 main major responsibilities, that is your review. On those 10 major responsibilities where you say, thumbs up, employees doing it, or thumbs down, employees not, or whatever your rating system is. Additionally, you can sprinkle in SMART goals. So if you haven't heard about SMART goals, it's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T, and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Action-Oriented, Realistic, And timed. And I do have some handouts. If you're interested, you could just email me or connect with me on LinkedIn and I can get you some formats to make this a lot easier for you. But this is, again, a smart goal. It sets up people for success for the quarter, for the next six months, for the next year, heck, for the next five, 10 years if you were going that far. Make sure you do sprinkle in there core values and expected behaviors, not just about performance. The most difficult part of the SMART or the SMARTER goals that I find people struggle with is the measurable part. So making sure that it's very measurable. So whatever goal that somebody wants to do, I want to improve this. How are you going to measure that something is improved, that this skill, this knowledge, this ability has improved? So you have to bring it down to some kind of statistic, a percentage, a number, a head count, whatever it might be. But the measurable is super important. And so when people are starting to go sideways and they look like they don't care anymore, this is when you dust off their job description and the SMART goals and say, okay, what's going on here? Is there something going on in your job? Is there something going on in your life? Let's focus on your SMART goals. Or maybe the goals were completely unachievable because, I don't know, a worldwide pandemic hit and the goals went sideways and we forgot to change them for the employees. So make sure, again, they are (laughs) realistic and then timed. Because if you give a goal for 10 years and they don't have to achieve that goal till 10 years... What are you going to talk about in the next three months, six months, nine months, 12 months? So I do encourage you to use SMART goals. It does help employees stay self-motivated. It is also something that you can be talking about in those regular feedback conversations that you're going to now have either every quarter, every month. Uh, maybe every other month if that's what you need to do. But don't wait until the annual review. It's too late. We did talk a little bit about emotional intelligence as well. So when you're dealing with the whole, oh, my employees don't care, be self-aware. Express your feelings in such a way that you are always aware of the constructive goals, the SMART goals, the performance and behavior feedback, and making sure that Your face says, I'm approachable. (laughs) Learn to control your anger and frustration until an appropriate time. Hint, it's never an appropriate time at work. So it's usually maybe, you know, in the car, in the parking lot, maybe when you're jamming out to some tunes and make sure that you're expressing them appropriately and to the appropriate person. You should not be expressing any kind of frustration to them if they're on your team. If you desire to fix problem behaviors in your employees or coworkers, then stooping to their level is not going to get the job done. So grab that mirror and ask yourself, am I part of the problem? So to summarize, five ways employees drive us crazy and what to do about it. They don't listen. They make so many mistakes. They have no common sense. They have entitlement mentality. And they just don't care. Really? It's usually the other way around. We need to learn to grab that mirror and see, am I part of the problem? What can I do about that? I have a white paper for free on my website, thehrlady.com, that you can download titled Five Ways Employees Drive Us Crazy. I encourage you to look into it because, dear leader, you might be part of the problem. I have two books, which you can find on Amazon or on thehrlady.com. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.